Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right, hey everyone, welcome back to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host Jen Amos, and today we have the uh, Sales General Manager of AutoClose, AutoClose spelt with a K in close, Sean Finder. His website is autoclose.com, and again, that's AutoClose, the word close spelt with a K. Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Jen. I really look forward to talking to your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, for starters, it's a new year. Just curious to know how has 2021 been treating you so far? So far, so good. Um, you know, we had a really, really strong 2020 and we got acquired late in the year. So yeah. uh, a lot of new changes uh, right now working for a new company. Um, but uh, so far, so good. We're two months in. We're having a good time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I know prior to you getting acquired, you were actually the founder and CEO of, of AutoClose. So it must be, how do you feel about the, the new title <laughs> of, of sales general manager? It's, it's a big change, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur for seven years um, and then, you know, for a little bit having to work for the boss. Uh, it's a big change. I'm, I'm so used to going, uh, you know, yeah, 100 miles per hour. And then when you work for a bigger company, as you guys probably know, it's, you know, slows down a little bit. So trying to adjust to that, but uh, the new title is, um, you know, my role hasn't changed. I still run the article platform. I still very close with our clients, very close with our team, still managing the team, just uh, not as pretty as a title. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like it's sort of like a breath of fresh air knowing that someone else is looking out for your company now? You would think that. Oh, okay. But- <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm still pretty much my role because there's, there's so much that goes on through a transition mm-hmm. um, by, you know, moving all the accounts, the accounting over, then moving the platforms over. So my role has not changed at all. I still pretty much act like the founder. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't take days off because, you know, I'm mm-hmm. involved in everything. Um, but I'm sure, you know, give me a few more, more months. Uh, maybe I'll get a little break and I uh, can finally get a little vacation. Yeah. It sounds like you're still very much in the thick of it. So I feel like I need to ask this question like months later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Very much in the thick of things, more, a lot in the consulting role, helping them through the, you know, the duration, the transition, but definitely uh, my role has not changed much, just my title. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about, about the company, uh, Sean here, uh, AutoClose. It's a sales management platform and has a built-in B2B database inside. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about that for people that are hearing that for the first time. Yeah. So, you know, originally when I started out uh, probably seven years ago, we built a data company. Um, mm-hmm. We were selling high quality B2B contacts, similar to the old Jigsaw that was acquired by Salesforce. Mm-hmm. And what happened is we we figured that we were selling all this data. The clients loved their data, but now we had to move into another platform to actually email the data. So I said, well, why don't we build a platform that can email? Mm-hmm. There came along the baby AutoClose, which is the email side of it. So you have the email where you can do that sales engagement send follow-up emails, but we also have the database inside of that. So we've kind of consolidated two things into one. You have the data and the email into one. And that's what, how we built AutoClose. And that, you know, I, I think I uh, I still believe consolidation is going to be a big driver in the next few years as people start consolidating those softwares into more one dashboard. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I think about even my own, um, the way that I collect my data and update my CRM, it's like, oh, I'll send an email here, but then I have to pers- like, I have to manually update my CRM to say, Hey, I sent an email, but then, you know, I could go through the whole integration thing and like connect my Gmail account to, you know, the CRM, but it, it just seems like a lot. <laughs> it yeah. seems like a lot. And then when you're working with a team, it's like, you got to teach them how to do it. So it just, it just sounds like a lot. So I, I like, I like this whole idea of trying to do everything in one place and making it more seamless for B2B, uh, for B2B business. Businesses. Yeah, and it's funny you say that. It's my uh, after a month with my account executive, he asked me. I go, "Did you make any sales?" He goes, "Listen, do you want me to be a CRM inputter? Because all you do is ask me to input everything in CRM, or do you want me to sell?" And the problem is, salespeople right now have so many tabs at the top of their computer screen. There's marketing, there's sales, there's calendar, yeah. there's scheduling, there's everything. And I think the future is everything combined into one with something telling you by a dashboard, a cue of what you need to do that day instead of having to log into 15 different platforms. So I think that is the future. We're not there yet, but it is an idea. Yeah. Um, well, I hope we get to that feature sooner than later because uh, I'm definitely one of those people where I have like a million tabs open and I'm yeah. like, wait, I got to go. He- I got to go to my checklist here. I got to go to my schedule here. I got to go. I got to do this. And so, you know, having a platform like that just sounds uh, just sounds really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let me know, Sean, um, has there been a particular demographic or industry or business that's been attracted uh, to AutoClose? So, you know, it's funny. We, we When we originally started out, we had a lot of solopreneurs. We had those uh, small businesses under three people. And then what happened is uh, we kept expanding our features and building our product out. We felt we were getting more, more reps, more sales reps. And we built probably up to like five to this. So we always tried to stay in that, that more S in the SMB. So small businesses, uh, because there's the outreaches, there's a sales loft that kind of, they, they've taken those enterprise clients. So we've tried to stay there, but as we continue to put new features out, um, we've been going up a little bit uphill a bit right now. I would say five to 10 is that, you know, company size five to 10 is the range. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the tech space, um, but that's not to say any, you know, any industry can't use the platform. Right. Um, it's funny that a lot of the people in the tech space have been using it. Maybe it's because, you know, with COVID last year that, you know, you can't just pick up a phone and dial somebody's call. You have to email. Um, maybe that's the reason, but uh, definitely that's the focus we've been finding with our clients lately. Yeah. You know, I didn't really like think about that. Like, you know, when everyone started working from home, it's not like you can just like like call the front office anymore, you know, like yeah. it, it's like, I mean, unless someone's like doing it from home, of course, but yeah, I mean, that that's actually quite fascinating to think about how um, communication has shifted because like, you know, like I'm kind of saying here, like the front desk person isn't there anymore. So it's like, how do you communicate instead? Yeah. And and I, I did a, a talk last week about the different channels people are using and it used to be calling, calling was the number one channel, but with the work from home, um, it's email and actually second is social seller. Um, hmm. Going on LinkedIn, finding your building relationships, getting trust from your prospects and your clients. LinkedIn is, you know, everyone that's ever going to buy from you or you're going to buy from is a supplier, distributor, wholesaler, et cetera, is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find that emails become the number one channel, social, the number two, and, and phone has probably dropped to number three, simply because you know, like you said, Jen, you can't just, uh, you can't just call up somebody at a company when they're not working, the, you know, they're working from home. So email and has um, is, is been a very important channel, which is why we, we saw a lot of growth last year. Yeah, we were, we're strictly email. Um, so we uh, unfortunately were lucky with uh, the whole COVID because it really drove our growth um, because as people moved away from working from the offices. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I was just talking to someone about how they're, um, I mean, email is, I, I do see that email is like the number one way of communication, even in my own um, work, but also just the the email threads that can get really annoying. You know, oh, yeah. it's like they get longer and longer and then like it keeps the messages from the last one. Uh, I don't know if there's any way to consolidate that, but uh, that's the word, that's the world we're in right now, <laughs> at least when it comes to email. There needs to be an AI artificial intelligence that will automatically push your most important emails in your inbox up to the top. So you don't have to search it. Like you said, Jen. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I definitely need to work on that. I'm kind of a completionist. Like I have to like, look at all of my unread messages, even though like, I know it's just like a subscription. I was like, I just need to see like what's in it. You just never know. My husband, on the other hand, he would, he very much loves like AI. He loves it when, you know, this email pops up and says, Hey, like you need to answer this. It hasn't been responded to in like three days or like, you know, he'll have, he'll have his, whatever system he's using to separate his subscriptions from like his important emails. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but you're, you know, like for me, like, again, I'm like a completionist. I have to look at everything. (laughs) I need help, like cutting back from that and like setting like healthy email boundaries. But in the meantime, this is, this is sort of my style of digesting my um, emails. Um, I, I'm curious to know, Sean, so, um, you know, uh, your company has been around for a while. Let me, let me know, like, what's the number one, I don't know, feedback or testimonial that your customers appreciate about AutoClose? So it's our support. Um, mm. I will tell you, giving that white glove support has really made the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Um, always being there, you know, we try and strive right now. We're at a minute, a minute, 34 seconds. We time it every week and we try wow. and lower it. So a minute 34 seconds for our support, and we have five minutes and 16 seconds for them to close that chat. So I think support has been the number one driver. And the second one I would say is one thing I wish I did a lot earlier was double down on CSM. So customer success managers. Mm. So we had more of the full stack salespeople that would you know sell the person, um, become the account executive. But when we implemented the CSM and they actually onboarded our 14-day trials, onboarded anyone that just signed up. And really got them using the platform. Because once people use the platform, they understand it. They're going to use it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Where people might get lazy and after a few minutes be like, oh, I just don't understand it. And they just don't want to sign up because it's just too much work. Mm-hmm. But that CSM role became a pivotal role in our growth because it really showed our clients how to get from A to B and how mm-hmm. to sign up and how to use the platform. And as I said, the most important thing is getting them to use the platform. Because once they use it, and if you have a good platform, they'll mm-hmm. continue to use it. And also that helps with referrals as well. Yeah, definitely. It's like, if you can provide that level of customer support, um, it, it's hard It's hard to move to another platform, even if you know that there's probably supposedly like a better one, but it's like, no, but the people, you know, it's like people, people like come for the system, but they stay for the people, right? And exactly. so it's like, if you can provide that early on and be nurturing and provide that, you know, kind of success, it's like, it just creates that level of loyalty um, and trust as well as, like you said, um, you know, the ultimate success, which is getting referrals for your business. Yep. 100%. I think referrals for, you know, referrals are the best because those people already trust you. You mm-hmm. don't have to, you don't have to do the groundwork. It's not a cold email. You can get introduced to them um, mm-hmm. and they're more likely to, to purchase for you. Even partners and referrals, I would say are the t- two best channels to get the best clients. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I want to shift gears here in a second, Sean, but before I do, is there anything else you want people to know about AutoClose? Yeah. I mean, you know, just, you know, if, if you're, you know, you're looking to save time or you're one of those salespeople that, you know, feel you don't follow up enough with people and you don't do that manual follow-up, it's a great tool to save time. I mean, we, we save an hour of eight to 10 hours a week of a sales rep just because we automate those follow-ups to make sure that you are being persistent at the top of that sales funnel. 
Um, so yeah, if you're if you're if you're one of those people that you know lack false, which is probably ninety percent of the people, um, entrepreneurs especially, because you're so busy doing other things. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great way to automate a lot of your uh, your prospecting. Yeah, I mean, I think the best salespeople are probably most notorious for uh, not being good with admin, (laughs) you know, and like data entry. And so you have a system such as AutoClose to kind of be that um, AI admin in a sense for you, uh, then more power to you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. For sure. Uh, well, Sean, you mentioned uh, just recently back in October that your company has been acquired yes. and uh, we were talking a little bit about this offline. And, um, you know, I think uh, I think that people tend to see, let's say the they tend to romanticize um, an acquisition of a business, but there's some, you know, it's actually pretty difficult and it's not as pretty as it looks. So tell us about that because you you, you were talking a little bit about it offline. I think our listeners need to know, especially if they're looking to um, get their business acquired. Yeah. So it's, you know, first of all, we weren't looking to get acquired. So sometimes the acquisition might happen without even you looking to get acquired. But the one mm-hmm. thing I would say that, you know, one of the biggest mistakes we did, I, I would love to tell you guys is always have your financials and your accounting stuff up to date, mm-hmm. audited up to date. Um, we were so into growth, 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 and, you know, hiring and all the other stuff that we didn't really focus on, you know, if everything was in the right category if our, you know, and when you start to get acquired, they're going to look at that. And when they look at your financial and they realize, oh, well, stuff is messy and they're all over the place. Yeah. You've lost that credibility and they've gained that leverage in the negotiations part of the acquisition. Mm. Um, so always keep your stuff up to date. Um, always your, 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 you know, incorporation, your share certificates, everything together. Um, and, and realize it's, it's, it's going to be a long, it doesn't take, it doesn't happen overnight. Our, our acquisition took 11 months mm. um, and that was back and forth going from negotiation, to negotiation, um, you know, the other thing was, you know, you know, going through how do you value your company? Yeah. Um, a lot of people make the mistake of just valuing on on a dollar value. Well, mm-hmm. I make five hundred thousand dollars a year. My company's valued at two million. Whereas you have to put in also the team that you've built, the product you've built, the number of lines and coding you've built. There's yeah. So many things that add up to valuation. So one of the biggest mistakes that I found was, you know, people go straight on. This is what I'm making. This is what my company's worth. Well like prove to that investor or that person that's acquiring you why you're worth that much. And line by line go, my product is worth this. My team is worth this. My revenue is worth this. My discounted cash flow is worth this. So a lot of different things you got to realize um, you don't learn in school. They can teach you in school, but until you're in that actual opportunity and you're in there, um, it's a lot different. Yeah. I'm, it's, um, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I, I think I hear you on that. It's like, it's one thing to like learn about it, but to actually experience it. It's like reading a book on relationships, but when you're actually in one, it's actually a lot more complicated than, than you realize. <laughs> a lot more complicated. <laughs> yeah. But do you think, do you think even going to school for that is helpful? Like, isn't it like, is it, does it sort of help to know that, you know, information? Cause I think it's better to at least sort of know than to go into it blindly. Like, what do you think about that? A hundred percent. So, you know, like for, you know, one of the things I'll say is like working capital on the acquisition. I knew what working capital was. I learned in school, I did my MBA and M&A. Um, but then two weeks before the acquisition, I found out what my working capital was. I was going to come off the acquisition price. I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that mm-hmm. because you don't think of vacation days, you your employees and all the other stuff. Um, you know, for example, we're SaaS and this is something for all SaaS companies is mm-hmm. You get paid up front for your service. Say you sign a year contract today. 
Mm-hmm. If you get acquired today, you still, the, the future company has to actually support that business for the rest of the year. Mm. That working capital will go against you. So for example, some companies might not realize this, but they might have a quarter million, a million dollars in working capital that they've been paid, but they haven't provided the service yet to that client mm-hmm. that might come off the acquisition. So there's just a lot of things you have to learn that school can't teach you until you're in there and you make some mistakes, but hopefully you end up on top. So I think my final question on this is, are you glad that the acquisition happened? Like, do you, I mean, I know you're still like in the thick of it and like, this is like, you know, the early stages, but are you glad that it happened? <laughs> um, so I wasn't looking for it. Uh, you know, I was also, I was looking for the most important thing to me when it happened was they took my entire team. My team was my family um, that yeah. we had, I hired, we had 35 people. We were all very close. So they took on everybody. It was the right opportunity at the right time. Um, I always knew that I was not only going to build one product. Um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, I believe I'll be a serial entrepreneur, even though the break right now is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think, you know, overall, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm happy that my team um, got personal growth, got a new job. Um, I'm still working with them. So, um, you know, and we, we obviously got some good cash and some equity in new companies. So it worked out well so far. But uh, I would probably say, ask me in three years again, Jen, this question. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I think in the meantime, um, that's probably something to be most proud of is that your team is still, you know, still on board. Because I think when companies get acquired, it's very common to just let go of everyone and, you know, bring on a completely new staff. So, so you should be proud of that, Sean, that, you know, with all the negotiations or whatever happened in getting acquired, like your team is still on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. My, my, uh, one of my co-founders says, Sean, he's like, you just graduated public school. Then you build your next business, you graduate high school. Then you build your next business and you graduate your, you know, graduate school. So I think this was the first step of many for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it was it was important to get that first one under the belt. I feel like it's like you get that belt after you get your first one. Um, it's a lot easier to raise money after you have an acquisition under your belt. So we'll see what the future holds, but uh, I don't think it'll be my last one either. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I know this is like already too far thinking in the future, but anything else you're looking for? Uh, anything you're looking forward to? Uh, looking forward to? Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to taking a vacation at some point. <laughs> you deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm looking for cottages. I'm looking for anywhere I can just because I've been in, my, you know, been in the house for you know, what, a year and a half straight. Haven't been able to travel or anything. I just. I'm kind of looking for the day where I can go back to a beach and maybe get a tan. So there you go. There you go. To hopefully by the end of this year. Um, but besides that, I'm looking to uh, to potentially build the next project. Um, Might have given you a tip of one of the ideas I have on the show today. So Ooh, um, gotta listen back. On, I, I talked about one of my ideas, which is one of my ideas. Um, I think that is a is something that needs to be fixed in the sales community. So um, mm. we'll see what happens. But uh, either way, I'm probably at least a year or two away from um, building anything brand new. Good, good. And I hope you do go on vacation before then, Sean. <laughs> I need it, Jen. I need it. <laughs> you do need I, I think we all need a vacation from our house. Exactly. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, Sean, it's been such a pleasure having you here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much, Jen. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Sean Finder, who is the sales general sales general manager, formerly founder and CEO of AutoClose. You can learn more about him and his company at autoclose.com. And remember, close is spelled with a K. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com dot com slash guest.
Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.